everyone, this is TJ. And Celine. We're back after... A very long break. A minute. Or two. Um, or two, you know. Or 200, I don't know. So we had started recording an episode. Yes. And um, it didn't save. No. Or we... So if we seem a little bit depressed, yeah. it's because we were talking about some good shit. Yeah, and, then and we, we lost most of it. Look. So. Much like the last year of our lives, we lost it. Yeah. You know? Oof, that was dark. That was, <laughs> that was dark, but that was pretty spot on. Um, so. We'll just give you a quick little recap. Yeah. Quick? We'll just give you our version of quick. So we're talking about episode one and two, and we were breaking it down. But so. what? Of what, though? They don't know oh, what we're talking about. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. What are we talking about, TJ? Yeah. Um, we're just talking about episodes one and two of every every show. Every show ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so introduce our topic. We've been talking about, well, we were talking about WandaVision. WandaVision. Um, so, yeah, we're talking about episodes one through eight of WandaVision. Yes, because the finale is in two days, y'all. Where <laughs> you been? Days. Also, I didn't, this is like a great moment for me to give you a spoiler alert because we're talking about shit you have to watch yes yeah so we were talking about wandavision we just finished up episodes one episodes we finished episode one we were talking about episode two and we were gonna, about to move on to episode three so we're just gonna go through really quick because we were we had some really good shit <laughs> um but i don't know how you can't recreate you can't recreate this you can't recreate Come perfection on. okay right. I mean, it's already oh. perfect well. It's so perfect well. <laughs> what? Go get me a coffee. Let's <laughs> take a coffee. I'll make okay. one. I didn't feel oh what time God. it is. Thank you. I don't know why we're... Sorry, we're like, we do we this. We are getting into the swing of things. Yes. Okay, so WandaVision. Let's, before we kind of get into what we're talking about, yeah. let's talk about what we think so far. Okay, you go first. Okay. Um... So, with WandaVision, I think there's been a lot of people that have either loved it or they've hated it. True. I think as the show has gone on, more people have started to love it. Mm -hmm. I think when episodes one and two started, I think a lot of people hated it. It's because they didn't understand what was going on. Which is my question when I first started watching, watching it was, what the hell is going on? Yes. You know? I mean, I feel like that was everybody's question. Like, right. are we watching a show from the 50s? Why is it come? And is this how it's going to be? Because we have no clue at this point. See, right. episode one, we don't know where the show is going. We don't know how it's going to be. We don't know. Right. We don't know. Our left tip from our right tip we at this point. <laughs> right. Exactly. We don't know how it's going to gonna be, what's going to happen, you know? No, not at all. Um. But what did, what did you think, or what do you think of it so far? So episode one, I'll just give you kind of how it went down for me. I, it started and I immediately was like, oh, I like it. Yeah. Because I know Marvel doesn't do things like this without reason. Well, and especially this type of show. Oh my gosh. You know? Especially Wanda Maximoff's story. Like right. she's got a really kind of colorful. convoluted, colorful story, so... I mean, if there's anybody that you can take down a dark path with a sitcom beginning, like, come on. Well, let's be honest. Almost every Marvel character, if, you, if you're if you going by the comic standard, they're has a convoluted story. Yeah, they're story. very dark. 
I mean, yeah. I know we people, most people don't read the comics. They only <coughs> see the Avengers and yada yada yada. But a lot of them have done really dirty shit. Yeah. Okay. They have like a Stanley very... was fucked up. Yeah. Rest in peace. He was. Bitch. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, Stan. I miss we him love so you. much. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, it just felt right. I'm sorry, it Stan. It did. But that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so the, a lot of the characters, I mean, they all have very convoluted histories. But one thing I love that Marvel does is they do their best to simplify it. Yeah. You know, they do compress their best. It, I would say. Yeah, they do their best to mm -hmm. compress it to try to make it as easy to follow as possible. Mm -hmm. I mean, not saying that the storylines aren't, can be yeah. hard to follow. But yeah. I feel like they do a good job of making each movie its own while also intertwining it to be a bigger story. And also giving the characters the life they deserve. Yeah. Without having to put 18,000 comic storylines into it. You know, you still get, you know, Cap's self-righteousness, but he's also, you know, Civil War era. He's, like, dark. Right. He's going against the grain. Right. And, you know, I, I feel like sometimes direct translations from comic book to screen aren't always... Um, Good. Yeah. I guess, like, yeah. they can't all be Deadpool. Do you know what I mean? Right. I mean... I That's think, a pretty direct translation from right. comics, but... I think a perfect example of trying to make it as direct as possible from comic book to screen was Ben Affleck's and Jennifer Garner's Daredevil. You know? Which I, like, didn't hate that. And everyone I, I else did. I didn't hate it. I really liked it. I hated um, Bullseye. I hated Colin Farrell as Bullseye, though. Yeah. I feel like he's, like, not likable anyway. Yeah. I agreed. Anyway, this is not what we're talking about. No, but but where my point my point with Daredevil was it was a very direct from comic book yeah. to screen translation. And it didn't translate well for most people. That's because Ben Affleck shouldn't be a superhero. Mm, he's just snapped anymore. But um anyways. Ben, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're very pretty, but you suck as an actor. Um <clears throat> Gili is a good example of that. Yeah. We don't talk about that. <laughs> um but yeah, so WandaVision, I feel like, does a really good job yeah. of break, breaking down this complicated story. This complicated character. Complicated character. Yeah. And, you know, simplifying it. Yeah. Um, but also keeping the depth. There's still yeah. that depth to oh, yeah. all of them. Yeah. But I think that's why Marvel does well. Yeah. You know, because no. they make these people, they make them seem like, I'm doing air quotes, real people. You know, they give them real problems. And they're very likable. Yes. Yeah, even the villains sometimes. The time, yeah, sometimes you know? the villains are very likable. Um, like the uh, in a Civil War, the um, Baron Zemo, the guy uh, that was kind of orchestrated everything. Why can't I think he, of He that? was Sokovian. Oh, um, shit. I forgot. Like, he's... I Go ahead. I forgot about him altogether. He's going to be in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And he's someone where, like, you really... Like, what he did was legit wrong. Yeah. And, like, he shouldn't do it. But, like, still he kind of bad like... for him. Because I... he lost his whole family, okay. you know? I love a character that toes the line. Like, yeah. Loki. And all those anti-heroes. Venom's yeah. a good example. Like, you're just, like... You're kind of evil and you've done really bad shit. But, like, I kind of like you. Like, yeah. It's kind of okay with me. Or, like, you know, like, he... he Hela, 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 whatever her like name is. Like Hela, good. And she looked Hela good. Kate <laughs> Blanchett, um, loved her. Oh, like I, I was her. like I when she was she I, she was 
playing and you guys can't see me, but I was like, oh my god, she's, she's gorgeous. <laughs> like Alexis Rose touching my face right now. She, I was like, oh my god, she's stunning. Who is she? And they're like, they're like, that's his sister. And I'm like, oh my god, he's so lucky. <laughs> the yeah. genetics. Yep. Oh. <laughs> the gorgeous. And I was like, I hope she's in more movies. And my husband, at, boyfriend at the time, goes, she's the villain. And I was like, and? <laughs> What's your point? She can be multiple times a villain, okay? She came back to life. Exactly. Whatever. I, Sorry. I, I, I definitely going. think Hella will come back, though. Because she's I a huge character. freaking love Hella. She's one of my all-time favorite, like, villains. Yes. Just because she's not, like, cause I get it. She's She should have been the fucking queen. Yeah, what? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And now... And now Valkyrie is the queen. Like she's gonna, she's gonna be pissed. Mm-hmm. Okay, she's down there in mm-hmm. that crypt that they literally made. they call it hell. H e l. She's down. Hella is in hell. Hella in hell. Mm-hmm. And she probably like what the fuck? This Valkyrie is the queen. <laughs> some bullshit. She's not even a god. <laughs> she's okay. a freaking Valkyrie. Um, sorry, we we the tangents. It's oh, okay. I missed it. I know. It's, it's been a, it's been a while. Um. Okay, yeah, so we started talking about episode one yes. in our previous not recording podcast. Yeah. Um, we'll just kind of go through it really quick. Sure, um, let's go. But so, episode one, what did you think of episode one? I liked it. I really liked I really it. Liked it. Yeah. Um, I kind of said it before, people either loved it or they hated it, mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of people hated episodes one and two. people need the broad sight to right. know that is not what it seems. And it's Marvel. I mean, they have to set it up. They can't just be, boom, right out the gate. Okay. I just need people to understand this because I've been asked time and time again why I trust Marvel so much versus DC. Because DC makes a movie literally in 2.8 hours. I'm going to give them an hour. Yep. And they're like, let's like, like, let's fucking put that out there. That is a movie. And then Wonder Woman gets released on H- HBO and you're watching it and you're like, what the fuck? Right. What's happening? But Marvel. Marvel plans for 10 plus years. They yes. plan an entire 10 year just phase. Yeah. 10 years to release all of these movies. And that's why they're successful because they planned out each and every sol- variable. I didn't say soluble. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. They plan out each movie. They get people that understand the characters probably even better than you and I. Oh my gosh. I mean, we're like, they're like almost historians on the character. Well, they kind of have to be right all these actors are so perfect that you kind of have to like yeah marvel is the (coughs) king of casting yes okay absolutely and they have cast no nobodies like dave batista was a wrestler and he became yeah this like ultra movie star yeah and he's he's a comedic genius though he is he is so so funny. funny um yeah so we have episode one um, that is very clearly set in the 50s. Yes. Very reminiscent of the golden age of sitcoms, like you Ooh. said. I, I Love Lucy. That's... I Love Lucy, Dick, Dick Van Dyke. Dyke. Um, Mary Tyler Moore Show. Mary Tyler, yep. Yep, all that um, stuff. Mary Tyler Moore, I think, was more 70s, though. You're right. Mary Tyler Moore was in Dick Van Dyke. That's but yeah, I, see, I know she was yeah. in that show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very reminiscent of the, of the time period. Like I said, the golden age of television. The sitcom. Um, the, the sitcom, yeah. yeah um, the audience. And one thing I, I loved, and I'm going to say it again because um, we said it in our last not recording podcast, was um, that they filmed 
the episodes one and two with the cameras of the time. Mm -hmm. So they filmed it with the cameras and they actually had the people that were on set and the cast, obviously the cast, um, wear 50s clothing to make it feel like you were in the 50s. And Elizabeth Olsen even said that it literally felt like you were in the 50s, which I think is so cool. I think that would be amazing. You know, I think Especially that just... Absolutely, and I think that adds to the authenticity of the performance. Yeah. You know? Which, can we just round of applause for Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen? Absolutely. Ugh. You know, I, I definitely think this is one of Marvel's more out there ideas. And it was a gamble. It totally was. And I was just going to, you took the words right out of my mouth. I think they have both done such a good job of playing these characters. And they have really great chemistry. They do. And it's weird because I think he's like... He's like 51. Yeah, I think and he's she's my age. like 20 years older than yeah. him or her. Um, yeah, he doesn't she, look it by any no, means. No, no, he looks phenomenal. Um, But yeah, it's... But they have great chemistry. They really do. They like... Even in interviews, I'm like, you guys should date. And I'm like, wait. No. You know, I admit when the show for... Or not the show. When, the, when they first started getting together in the movies, I thought it was really weird. Because I was like, what? Why? And then, like, when you see them together, you're like, oh, okay, I, I kind of get it. They have good chemistry. And I thought it was weird just because he's, like, straight up a robot. So I was like, this is just, like, really, like, the aggressive version of a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, this yes. is, like, a lot. Like, he's not real. And then... That's one way of putting it. <laughs> yes. I you guys missed me, huh? <laughs> uh, and so, like, I just... I was just like, that's so weird. Why would you date an AI? And then right. as, like, you get to know Vision and <coughs> love Vision for what he is and realize that he's literally learning about emotions as time goes on. And she's helping him. And she's helping him. And there's that weird bond that they have because she's creating a more... She's literally, I mean, teaching a computer to yeah. be a, a human. And she ends up succeeding. You know, at the end... You know, rest yeah. in peace. She ends up having to kill him because he's like, you have to. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about um, dildo. Oh my god, that was. The, but you know, <laughs> it's that's that's pretty uh that's pretty accurate. Um, sorry, I grabbed my computer. I'm trying to pull up my notes that I took on Wandavision. I'm trying to pull them up on my computer because it's easier. Um. But let me pull my phone back up. Um, so let's move on to episode two, I guess. I, I guess let's ask one more question. Um, before we move on, oh, sorry. Um, we get introduced to Agnes, yes, um, Agnes Catherine Hahn, which we don't really know who she is, or what why. why she's there, you know, which, she just is. At this point, a lot of us had guesses, especially a lot yeah. of us geeks had guesses, and we won't get into that yet because we'll go into that later, yes, exactly. Um one of the things I want to point out quick before we move on was um, they introduced the idea of commercials yes, in, in episode one, which yeah. I th it's important later on when we get to it. Um, they introduced the idea of commercials and it's a, it's a Stark toaster, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, but in it, they show a blinking red light, which immediately I thought of Wanda and Pietro and the exploding yeah, bomb. The bomb. Which I think, like you said before, it, it I think it was supposed to be yeah. very heavily and implied. The color is red, and it's the only thing in color. Yes. At this point. So I just have an interject interjection. When the commercial came on, did you have a weird like urge to like almost fast forward? Like, yep. It's like a real commercial. 
Yeah. I, I, I reached for my remote like, <coughs> on like YouTube TV to fast forward through it. And then I was like, oh, wait, this is a part of the show. Like, we need to know this. Yep. I, yep. And I didn't realize I fast forward to commercials all the time. Yeah. Um, yes, I did. So. so that was, and then I immediately read somewhere right after the first episode, like the commercials are going to be important. Please pay attention. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so that's why I bring it up, because yeah. it does come into play later. Yes. Um, and just really quick, I love that Deborah Jo Rupp was on this episode. Because I love Katie Foreman. Um, you know, she just, that was a show I watched growing up. I did too. Um, I did and too, I didn't smoke it, weed. Huh? I didn't smoke weed when I watched that show. No. And like, I still I didn't like, know what they were doing. No, I thought it was cigarettes. Yeah. I remember my mom told me, she's like, I think <coughs> which, mind you, Poor Mookie. She probably did think it was cigarettes. She's so pure. But, no, it was not cigarettes. No. Um, but So it's so nice to see her in this episode. And, I know. You know, she didn't have a major part. No. But um, it was just fun to see her. And I just wanted to give her a little little recognition because I loved Kitty Foreman. Um, anything else for episode one? No. Oh, wait, wait, wait. She starts... So Mrs. Hart starts saying no oh, and yes. laughing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so in the episode... Um, Mrs. Hart, when her husband starts choking Mr. Hart, um, she says over and over, she says, stop it, stop it. And she's laughing while she's doing it, Um, which is really weird because it's like, why would you be laughing if your husband's choking? Um, This is obviously, I think, one of the first moments in the show where we realize that not everything is what it seems, you know, first glitch that we see. Yeah. Which is a hint to you if you are listening to this as watch, as you're watching the show, which would be difficult. So. Um, before we move on to episode two, um, I also thought it was really cool that the house was decorated like a 50s, 50s house. 50s house, I know. Um, which I guess kind of leads me into episode two. Yeah. Um, so episode one clearly set in the 50s. Episode two, I think, very smoothly trans- translates transitions into the 60s. Yes. Still black and white, because um, at the time there still wasn't color. No. Not until mid sixties, later sixties. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. So we we move into the sixties, and uh, the house has also transitioned as well. Yes. Very slightly, but it has tra- transitioned a little it's bit. Shifted. It's changed a little bit with the times. Yeah. Um, introduction is very reminiscent of the beloved show Bewitched. Bewitched. Yep. Um, which I thought was just so cool. A great. It was a good homage. It was really good. Good homage and just a great, um, This is a really great love song or, yeah, it's like a love letter to all of those sitcoms. Yeah. You know, it's like really cool. They're paying respect to all of the great shows. Which is like why I really liked episodes one and two because I feel like it's it's paying paying respect to what was. And how what brought them to this. To right. A streaming service where everyone can watch and where we are where where we're at really. Exactly. That gave me goosebumps. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> um but it's true, you know, it just yeah. um it's just I think being or it's just Doing its best to show the time period. I think as avid TV watchers and movie watchers, we can like kind of respect the fact that, you know, it's, it's a different time <coughs> and yeah. different things happened and different shows played, but 
that's what brought us here. Yeah. That's what brought us to those the cinematic experiences like, you know, Avengers Endgame. Right. Without those shows, <clears throat> we wouldn't have done that, you know? Right. Um, exactly. I I really like older television shows. I do too. Um, it just reminds me of Simpler Times. Not, not that I was alive then. No, but, but it reminds me of of what was, you know? Yeah, I and I think it is a, a good... Uh, good reflection of the time. I agree. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so intro is very reminiscent of Bewitched. Um, in this episode, they're... I'm sorry if you don't hear Mason just, like, screaming. He's playing video games downstairs. <laughs> it's okay. Um, in the show, or in the show, in this episode, they're getting ready to do a magic show. Yes. Um, and part of the magic show is... Um, they have a, a cabinet. It's like a, um, he, they call it the cabinet of mysteries. And I don't know if you noticed right away, but on it was the Mind Stone. Yes. So I did not notice that right away. <coughs> Mason yeah. noticed it. And he actually asked me, like, does that look like that stone? And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so that was, that was pretty he cool. he said that your sister noticed it, right? And yeah. My, first? I think my sister was the one that actually pointed it out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't even. Which, by the way, does that not make you feel depressed that we're like the Marvel avid and other people pointed out to us. I'm like, right? Okay. Well, so I'm like one of those people where I watch, when I watch, especially with Marvel, I watch everything but what's going on in the center of the screen. You're like looking around. I'm looking around to see, oh my God, okay, yep, is that going to be him? That, or a cameo. I'm yeah. always looking for a cameo. Like, so very alive? rarely am I actually, unless I've seen it a bunch of times, yeah. I'm very rarely watching what's happening right on the center. Me too. That's very so. true. Me too. <laughs> No, seriously, I'm always looking for like little details, right? forgetting that sometimes they're just right in front of you. Right. Whatever, smart people will be smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I would say that episode two, and you can disagree with me if you'd like, was kind of a filler. Yeah, it was oh, I agree. Kind of a setup. Yeah. The first episode was very much like an intro, and then the second episode was like, okay, here's what we're doing. Yeah, they got to set it up and whatever. Um, yes. In this episode, um, Wanda finds a helicopter. Yes. And it's red and yellow. This is where I got caught up last time. Yeah, I think this is right where yeah, we were when right we found out that it wasn't recording. Have, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I have a theory to present at this point in time. So the red and yellow. Go ahead. So everyone has... So in the Marvel Universe, not just specifically like this show, everyone has specific colors. Um, Mar obviously, Wanda's is red. Mm -hmm. um, we'll get into other people's. Yellow, I think, represents something. And w while we're at the last episode, I still think it represents something. And we'll get into that more at when the character I want to talk about gets introduced. But each character always has a color. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> so I just want to put that out there, that yellow may be more than what we think it is. Yeah. Um. But again, red is the, the very prevalent color yes. in this very black and white episode, yes. um, which I thought was really cool. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously it's it's going to mean something. And it does mean something. The, the helicopter does mean something later on. Yes. Um, I have to write down this theory before I forget. So okay. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm reading. Okay, so one of the parts that I had written down for this episode was 
Wanda and Agnes are getting ready to go to, it's not a PTA meeting. It's like a, uh, what'd you call it? A club meeting? Auxiliary? No. It's like all the women and they like. I don't know what you call it, but. It's like an auxiliary meeting, right? I don't Wait, know. Wait, I, I don't even know what that word means. I don't either. <laughs> but it doesn't it's matter. Like, it's back in the 60s. Women would meet up and they're like in this weird club and they're almost like a sorority, but they're all like 40. It Was it like a country club? I guess I couldn't I, tell. I think so. Anyways, so Wanda and Agnes are talking and Wanda says, I should just be myself, right? And if you watch for a moment, Agnes pauses. Mm-hmm. And she kind of looks at her like, what? You know, and then she's like, oh, for, you know, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Darling, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love, I love. Um, so I thought that was interesting because it was like kind of also another one of those moments where you're like, nice. like, no, don't, no, don't be yourself. Um, so I thought that was interesting. I agree. In this episode, we're also introduced to, she's like the community leader, Dottie. Dottie. Um, oh. Is this your theory? This is my theory. Okay. So, um, we get introduced... I'm not going to talk about it now, but... Should we get introduced to... Do you know to, what my theory is? I think so. We get introduced to Dottie. And we don't know who... Well, we don't know who anyone is. No. Um, we get introduced to Dottie. And she's kind of like this... Bitchy... I would say she's every neighbor. Like, girl character that's ever been in a movie ever. Yeah. Um, like, think like... That Chris, Christina Applegate <coughs> from yeah. Bad Moms. Yes, Think exactly. Um, in the episode, Dottie says, the devil is in the details, Bev. And Agnes leans over to Wanda and says, that's not the only place he is. And I didn't catch that the first time. I, I didn't catch it the second time I watched it. But no, that definitely, I think... Um, Okay, sorry, I had to pause it for just a second. I'm going to tell Mason to be quiet. I'm uh, sorry if you can hear him. It's all good. Um, okay, yeah, so devil's in the details. That's where we were. Yep. Um, which I thought was really interesting. Um, I, also, yes. in this episode, we get introduced to um, Geraldine. Geraldine. Geraldine, yeah. Yes. Um, who is, that's not really a spoiler because they already said it was her. Yeah. Um, who is actually Monica Rambo, who Ooh. is... The grown-up version of Monica Rambeau from Captain Marvel. The baby girl. Yes. Captain Tr- Lieutenant Trouble. Yes. Um, but in in Westview, she is Geraldine. Yep. How did she get there? We don't know. Like, why is she there? You know, we don't know she, at this point. Truly, like, yeah, we have no clue. We have no clue. We don't understand quite yet what she's doing. We don't right. get if Wanda knows who she is. Right. Um, but we get, either way, we get introduced to yep. it. Um, and like I said, not really a spoiler because they already confirmed even before the show started that she was yeah. playing Monica Rambeau. Yeah. Um, also, something really weird in this episode, they keep saying, for the children. For the children. And, like, why do they keep saying that? Because there's no kids there. No. You watched. No. There's no kids. I actually forgot that they said that. Yeah. So, like, I wonder if that's going to come into play later. That's the only reason I bring it up, because maybe it's going to mean something. Maybe not. It could just be one of those things where they, it's really weird, but. They just um, don't ever tie up that loose end. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it was weird, though. I'm like, there's no kids. No. And they're doing a magic show for kids. No. 
So it's a good, that's a good catch. I didn't even realize yeah. that. It's weird. Um, in this episode, something weird. Well, there's always something weird that happens. But in this episode, when Wanda and Dottie are cleaning up after the 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 meeting, mm-hmm. someone starts talking to Wanda on the radio and says, "Wanda, why are you doing this, Wanda? Are you okay? Who's doing this to you?" And we don't know who it is. And you do find out later, but um, there was theories that it was Agent James Wu from Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, but at this point, we'd have no idea who it is. But we know that someone's trying to get in touch with her to find out what's going on. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Um, my next point that I had was there's another commercial. Yes, um, it's a theme. Which, again, is kind of a cool concept. Yeah. You know, I don't like it in real life because I think they're annoying. No, but in the show it's cool. But in the show it's cool because it, it works. Yeah. Because it's like hints it's, to something. Yes. And this one, it's um, the Strucker watch. Oh, I forgot about this one. So, I don't know if you remember how Wanda and Pietro got their powers. Was from, was from Baron Von Strucker. Yeah. He took Loki's scepter and exposed them to... The light the, or whatever. Um, Power. It's, I think it was the... Um, it was the Mind Stone. The Mind Stone, yeah. yeah. That's why she has such a con- connection to Vision. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was interesting that they mm-hmm. had the Strucker watch because we haven't seen him since Age of Ultron when he was, oh, yeah. he was actually killed in that movie. No, yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he makes an appearance. I think if he hasn't by now, he probably won't. I think it was just an homage just to like tell you where they came from. Yeah. You know? Um, but, um, also in this episode, Agnes oh, once God. again mentions her God. husband, Ralph. And which was weird because we still haven't met him. No, and we're eight episodes in, and we still have not. We uh, yeah, let's just give that put that out there. We still don't know <coughs> who Ralph is, or if he's even real, or if it was just an ongoing joke like right. like sitcoms. You know, my husband, and you never <clears throat> see him. Yeah, but like we still don't know who Ralph is. We don't no. have not met him yet. No, just so you guys know, we never get that question answered. And it could just be like Celine said, where it's just one of those things where it's just like an ongoing joke. Yeah, I think he's going to be a bigger character. I think he's the villain. I think so too, but we'll get to that later. You are right. I'm getting far ahead of myself. Um. Also, in this episode, um, we get introduced to the beekeeper climbing out of the drain or the sewer. Yeah. Which was really creepy and really weird. Very reminiscent of like a horror movie. Yes. And I love how he climbs out of the sewer and one is like, ah, no. That's <laughs> a day. Right. And why a beekeeper? How weird. Which, when it first happened, I was like, like what right. the fuck? Why, why, why are you wearing that? Right. You get these questions answered later. You do. This is also, well... Technically, the second time in the episode where we see a logo of a sword. Yes. Which becomes important later. Um, so, again, you find out something's going on. What's going on? We don't know. We don't know. At the end of this episode, we find out Wanda's pregnant. <gasps> which is, if you're a big Wanda Maximoff, Scarlet Witch fan, you know 
This is a big part of her story. Yes, huge, actually. Probably the bit like one of the biggest plot lines she has yes. in the comics. Um, so that was really cool. It was. And one of the things I love that I thought they handled really beautifully was we're moving out of the 60s and we're going to the 70s. She looked so cute as a 70s mama. She really did. Um, yeah, so, but I guess before we move on to episode three, is there anything more you want to say in episode two? Um, just a quick reminder that, remember, yellow is important to me, and I will talk about it in a little bit. Yes, and as soon as I mention someone's name, I think I think we're thinking the same thing, so. Okay. If we have the same three, I, we're going to get a friendship tattoo. Yes. Wait, no. we already have yeah. one. <laughs> um, so, everyone, hold on to your disco balls. We're going to the seventies. Oh, let's go. <laughs> okay, dancing so. Dancing queen. Sorry. You are the dancing, dancing queen. They don't play that song on the show, but that just what makes. No, that's. The 70s. I just think of the seventies and like disco balls. So, episode three takes place in the seventies. Yes. Honestly, I think it's a wonderful decade. It has, I think, some of the best music. Oh, if um, only. I the listen, best drugs. Oh, the drugs. Just kidding. I, I wasn't there. I, but. I wish I could have lived in the 70s just to get like high on acid and everyone just be like cool with it. So my grandpa um, was, <laughs> this is related to what you just said. He was in the Vietnam War. Yeah. And when he came back, he was probably in his later 20s in mm. the 70s. He did a lot of drugs. Love my grandpa. He was over a couple months ago and he said, you know, Acid just isn't what it used to be anymore. You know, he goes, it's just not like how it was in the 70s. That's what I'm saying. So. Like, in the 70s, they were doing acid and, like, chilling and, like, playing music. Now they're at raves and, like, going nuts. Like, that is not healthy for my psyche. I need to be sitting in a grassy field. Right. With some ukulele playing in the background. Right. Four Beatles characters just walking across a road. Right. I don't know. So, according to my grandfather, um, acid is just not what it used to be anymore. And I agree with him, honestly. I've never done acid. I never have either. Don't you agree with him, though? Um, Yeah, I know if I've ever dropped acid, I would probably agree. (laughs) Like, would you rather do it in a field with, like, a bunch of people around a bonfire? (laughs) Or would you rather be at a rave in a nightclub? Right. Unsafe. You know, the 70s were a very experimental time. I think so much was okay. Um, I think late 60s, early 70s was very... um, I'm going to make a really big blanket statement. Go ahead. People that lived the 70s, like really lived them, don't have anxiety or like depression because they like really got just like... Right. Got fucked up. Right. I mean, we had Helter Skelter, which that wasn't great. No. But I mean, (laughs) like, but it's true. No, they... It was a different time. I just think that you were free and like nipples and right. I don't know. I just think of naked women and like flowers. I think it was the first time that people, young people at the time were just at the height of. I think sex was okay. Like yeah. sex and drugs and rock and roll were like just, you know, kind of anything. And I, I wasn't alive for the seventies, so I don't no, know. No, neither was I. Um, but I just like to think that that was just like the decade that, just reimagine things in our own way. Right. You know, had great music and just, you know, a lot of the films are meh, but, um, yeah. Yeah. but great music. Great music. Great people. Yeah. Came out of the 70s. 
The intro, very reminiscent of the Brady Bunch and the beloved Mary Tyler Moore show. Yes. Which I thought was a, an, yes. another great homage. Um, yes. As a graphic designer, I love seeing things like that yep. because it's, it's you know, paying, paying respect to the time. Oh, totally. Um, it was... The house looks <coughs> just like the Brady Bunch house. Yep. Again, the, the house has adapted to uh, um, transition to the time. Down to the stairs. The stairs. The, stairs. That, that, the like, free-floating stairs or whatever yeah, they are. I those was classic like, stairs. I knew, you knew the minute you saw them, right? I was like, oh my gosh. Brady Bunch. It looks familiar. The yeah. Brady Bunch. And, you know, so I've never actually seen a lot of the Brady Bunch. I used to obsessively watch it. Um, but Down to like, the gross movies they made. Yeah, but it's like one of those things where you just know it when you see it. Oh, my Because God. it's so iconic. Well, fun fact, that doll that he's like practicing diapers with. Yeah. It's Cindy Brady's that's doll. That's in my notes. Is it? Yes. Oh, that's Cindy Brady's yeah. doll. So, yeah, later on in one of the episodes, um, we see Wanda watching the Brady Bunch. Yep. And later on in this episode, isn't it? Or no, is it later? Uh, no, it's the episode that was just on. Oh, okay. Um, episode 8. Um, we see her watching the Brady Bunch and Cindy Brady has a doll, Mm -hmm. which is the doll that Vision is practicing, um, putting diapers on, which I thought was again, very cool because I didn't catch that at first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I really like this episode. I do too. I, like you said, I thought Wanda, very cute, straight hair, seventies pregnant woman. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, she wasn't pregnant because um, she's like super skinny. But well, no. there's a lot of women that are super skinny that are pregnant. That's but, true. Um, I just, you know, I, I loved, I love the fashion of that time. I know, I do too. The I love lines, the hair. The I love the. Mu- I'm gonna go back again to the music, the music. The I love, everything was just seemed like it was so colorful. Oh, and, and it was like, it was like okay. burnt oranges. Yeah. And deep reds and yeah. pinks and just like. So warm. It's such a right. warm era. You know, that, not saying I don't love how we're how we live now, but I feel like the colors that are really popular are grays and you know, which I, I think totally. gray looks great. No, like not. Saying, no, I totally agree though. It, it was a warmer but era. It was just a warmer, yeah. warmer palette. Yes, I agree. Um, I totally agree. But in this episode, I, I don't feel like a lot happens. No, this is episode two and three are definitely fillers. Um. But I definitely, what I thought was interesting was how when the episode starts, the doctor's there, because Wanda's pregnant. Yep. And very pregnant in very like, short amount of time. I mean, a day. 12 hours, I An think, episode. is what Vision says. Yeah. yeah. And the, doc- the doctor's there, and he's like, well, you know, we like to put it, put it in terms so the women can understand. I was like, oh. so the women can understand, because Excuse y'all are just such delicate me. feminine flowers. Sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> Could you say it again? Could but, you just please repeat that? <laughs> but that was the time. Not saying it's right. You're right, but it it was. But it, was, it the time. was just one of those moments that I was just like, oh, I'm not even a female and I'm offended. <laughs> what? 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 Did, did he really just say that? <laughs> okay. So I just thought that was a, a, a fun little. It was. It was a good throwback. Yeah. Especially, like, I think it made a lot of people, like, mad, too. Like, a lot of people were like, oh, my God, I can't believe that they used to talk like that. And I was like, of course, look, if you go back even, like, five years, there's movies and TV shows that came out that you would 
not be able to do right now. Yeah. The, the climate always changes. Oh, yeah. So you can't, like, be mad at <clears throat> the Brady Bunch and I Love Lucy and all of that for making, like, oh, the little woman yeah. jokes. Because that's just what it was. It's just what That's just how it was. Which is not to say that it's okay. But right. it's just, it, it, but, it, you can't change what's already been done. Yeah, it's like, you, you can't go back and change it. You know? You can't re, like, do something that's in the stratosphere, whatever. Right. But I just thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, in this episode, we get introduced to their neighbor, Herb. Herb? Herb? I don't know how you say his name. Um, him and Agnes are talking. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I forgot about this, actually. It's like, I think it's really weird because he almost looks like he's, like, dead inside. Yeah. You know? Like, he, he, he looks at Vision, but, like... It's like there's nothing there. Yeah. You know, it's almost like lights he's are on, but like, nobody's home. Like, okay, Westworld, what's going on? Westworld. You know? <laughs> and that's a show we should podcast. I still have yet to watch it, but I know that they're the premise of it. You haven't you haven't watched it yet? Mm-hmm. <gasps> I need to. It's on my list. Um, so I thought that was really weird that you know him and Agnes are talking. Um, in my notes, I put, "Why does he seem like he's dead inside? Maybe he is." Maybe he's dead. We don't. Yeah. We don't know. We yeah. don't really know what's going on. I was almost about to spoil the rest of like our episodes. I'm sorry. Um, also, in this episode, Vision starts to realize that something's going on. Vision is breaking apart from his like psyche. I guess his West Westworld Westview psyche. Vision had a vision. Vision had. That should be a song. <laughs> Speaking of songs, can't wait till we get to that part. Yeah. Um, Vision is starting to realize that something's wrong. I think he even says that. He goes, something's wrong here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And because Wanda doesn't want him to know, it's really interesting in the episode because at first I thought something happened with my TV. Yeah. He says, something's wrong here. And she flips it back to where he was standing and has him start over. And I was like, what just happened? I, I also thought, I like paused my TV and actually rewound, rewound to make sure it was the show and not my TV. Yeah. Um, because I thought something happened too. I was like, was oh so wait, weird. it was a catch. Like it just accidentally caught or something like that. Which is like stupid to say because it's not a DVD. No, it's not so buffering. We know. Well, it could be buffering, but. But it's not like getting caught. On, you don't have to wipe the DVD clean. Right, like, get my DVD cleaner out. Oh my God. <laughs> um, we just so, aged ourselves to all the Gen Z. I know. DVDs were... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Blu-ray. Right. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was just it really, you know, interesting that he's starting to... Yeah. Um, he, he's starting to realize. You know, he's a computer. He's always learning. Yes. He's adapting. Yes. Um, there's another commercial in this episode. Um, not, like, a major one. Which one is this one? Um, this one was the Hydra Soak or something. Oh, yeah. Um, which... I think it's pretty blatant. It's Hydra. You know, we know something's going on with Hydra. We already know. I mean, everyone knows the backstory, you know? Yeah. Um, in this episode, when Wanda is trying to make the stork disappear, it's, 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 uh, when she makes the stork disappear, the, the smoke is red. Yes. Which is clearly, you know, supposed I mean, to be for Wanda. Again, we've talked about this motif. It's red for... Yeah. Wanda. Because when she uses her powers, they're red. Yes. Um, 
which again is a theme. Pay attention. Yeah, pay attention, folks. Pay attention, please. Um, I also love in this episode that... Um, what was I going to say? Oh, that they use a bunch of like the old school covering up the pregnancy techniques. Yep, with like the pot yeah, and the, the bed. Pot. Yeah, the I thought that yeah. was so... I mean... Another great... Again, what an homage. Right. To pay to the greats. Yeah, another great way to pay pay respect to... that's what they used to do. The techniques. Yeah. You know? Um, And and so I watched this episode again today. And there's one thing I noticed that the doctor says, small towns are so hard to escape. Um, And Vision kind of looks at him like, what? Another great... Example of what's going on. Right, that he's... Implying that the people that live there are not able to leave, leave or walk about freely. Yeah. They're being essentially being controlled. Yeah. Um, also in this episode, Agnes is talking to Herb and she says to Vision, Geraldine doesn't belong. Um, which is like kind of weird. It's like, what? Why doesn't she belong? You know, she's there. Yeah. You know? Um. Which makes you, at this point, and I'm just saying it from this point of view, I'm not giving any spoilers quite yet. At this point, you're wondering who Agnes really is. Because it right. seems like she knows more than she should for just, like, right. a townsfolk. Because everyone else is kind of dumb and, like, following along, you know? And she seems to be the only one that's got her own plot line yeah. alongside of that. <laughs> and she's always showing up. Yeah, she's and she's always, always there. showing up with whatever Wanda needs. Yeah, which is kind of like, why? 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 Who is she? We right. have never met her before, and now she's just like randomly like there, there all the time. Yeah. Okay, so you're starting to kind of get a catch of. This is when the theories began for yes. Agnes. This yes, this is I think kind of when. Yeah, you this, start to theorize what's going on. Yes. Yes, especially once you rewatch the episodes and analyze the kind of clothing and like what she's wearing and mm-hmm. the coloring. Again, that's a big part. The her color. brooch. Her brooch. We just gave you a big hint. Yeah. The color that she's wearing all the time, purple. So this would be the first episode where we see her in color. Yep, that's true. So. You're right. So we see her in purple, and mm-hmm. that's why I think a lot of the theories began, because you finally saw her mm-hmm. in color. Because up until this point... Marvel is always pretty good about keeping things under wrap. Yeah. So, um, we didn't see anything of her in color. No. So, um, the purple and the brooch are important. Yeah. Um, in this episode, Wanda talks about Pietro for the first time since Age of Ultron. Yeah, she hasn't talked about him at all. Um, she mentions that she had, she mentions to Geraldine that she had a brother. Um, his name was Pietro, and Monica or Geraldine says mm-hmm. he was killed by Ultron, which makes Wanda think, "How did you know How that? How do you know that? Yeah, you know." Um. So you can kind of see her. She does that head tilt. Yep. And you know she's about to fuck some shit up. Yep. Um. So at the end of this episode, though, she has the twins. Yes. Billy and Tommy. Billy and Tommy. Um, which, I mean, we knew was coming. Yeah. You know, not really yeah. that big of a surprise. I mean, certainly a very fast pregnancy. <laughs> oh, my. The fastest pregnancy since 
ever. Right? Um, and I'm dazing off into my own thoughts thinking about like all of the stuff in the show, and I just have so many things to say, and I feel like I know. not enough time to say it. And <clears throat> I just cannot like emphasize enough how big of a deal Billy and Tommy are mm-hmm. in the comic books. Like They're huge. So the mm-hmm. fact that Marvel has brought them into the Marvel Universe is a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. And while we still don't really know like the extent of them, and like, I'm yeah. not going to spoil a lot of things, we don't know how far they go or what their reach is right now, um, it's still really cool that they like paid homage to Billy and Tommy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end of this episode, Vision comes back inside... And Geraldine's gone. Yes. Well, what, what happened to her? We didn't see what happened to her. No, we have no clue. She's just gone. We just saw Wanda get her mad face. Yeah. Um, that's kind of where the episode ends. Yep. It was, Which, I would say this is like, not a filler, but... Yeah, it kind of it kind of was. It, it kind it's of... It's an ex- explanation. It kind of gets the ball rolling that something is starting to happen. It's snowballing. Yes. Anything more you want to say in episode three? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Which is rare for me. But I'm like prepared for the next few episodes. Episode four, I don't think they jumped to the 80s yet. I think episode four, they're still... Cause ep- no, nope. it is the 80s. Uh, nope. Episode four was... It's called um, We Interrupt This Programming. This is where they talk about Monica's story. Oh, that's so right. they pause in that's Westview. Right. And yep. then the next episode is the 80s. Yep. That's yep. why yep. I was yep. confused. Mm-hmm. Yep, and this is where we get explained as to how Monica went got into Westview. Yeah. So, episode four yep. literally begins with Monica coming back from the, the snap, or the blip, as they yep. call it in the in the movie, which I yep. don't like that. I don't like the, the blip. blip. Like, why not just call it the snap? Yeah. But they don't know it's a snap, I guess, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, we actually get to see somebody, see Monica. It's the first time we've ever seen somebody, like, revert. Right, they're reassembling. Yeah. They're, I don't know yeah, what you call it. Adams. Yeah. Um, as she's coming back, you can hear in the background, you can hear her mother, Maria, and Captain Marvel talking. You can hear snippets from Captain Marvel. Yep. Which I thought was so cool. I didn't yep. catch that at first. Which is going to also... That's important. I was just yeah. Well, it's not a spoiler because they confirmed it, but Monica's going to be in Captain Marvel too. Yes, she is. Grown up. Monica. Mm-hmm. So that's not a spoiler. That's, that's not a spoiler. That's drama. news. Or th- no. That's news for everyone. Yeah. Um, so we get to see her coming back. Yep. She comes back. It's chaotic. Something's happened. Yep. We don't know what. I mean, well, we know what because everyone's all of a sudden reappeared. Yeah. From nowhere. Right. You imagine, like, what if you reappeared and all of a sudden there's just someone like else in your bed and you land on top of them? Like, what? Or, like, it's been five years. So. Yeah. And people don't know, like, that you, you might come back, you right. know? So, of course people move on and other people age. So imagine, <coughs> I don't know, imagine being our age, right? And, like, yep. we're in our 30s. Yeah. And you come back in five years, you're 35, so all of your friends have kids. And yeah. They're married and have houses, have moved, and you're, like, just still 30. Yeah. Just weird. So okay. weird. Anyway, we find out something important about Monica. Mm-hmm. Um, we found out a sad, important thing about Monica. Um, yeah. Captain Maria Rambo, great character. She uh, passed away. 
She did. I was I was actually really sad about that. Because um, I really liked her character in Captain Marvel. Um, strong female character. Photon. Photon. Um, yeah. We find out she passed. Yeah. And it's really sad because obviously Monica wasn't there when she passed. No. So now she has to deal with that. She has to grieve a few years after everyone else has already grieved. Right. Didn't get to go to the funeral, didn't, no. you know. No. So, I just, I think that part's so sad. I, that was very sad. Not too. only did she lose her daughter, but she lost her mom, you know. Yeah. And yeah. it's just sad, but. I agree, it was very sad. Um, but we find out in this episode that uh, Maria Rambo actually was the director of S.W.O.R.D. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember if we mentioned S.W.O.R.D. at all. Yeah, we did. We did, okay. We did. We said we saw the logo of S.W.O.R.D. and that's, that's going right. to be important. Um, so we get introduced to S.W.O.R.D. Which is, I mean, do you want to introduce it? Yeah, so um, in the comic book, we obviously have S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. S.H.I.E.L.D. deals with Earth threats. Sword deals with extraterrestrial threats. Yep. So they deal with space. We deal with shield is with all the crap Which down here. Which is like kind of unfair, don't you think? I feel like it should be vice versa, you know? But whatever. And also, like, I feel like there's a lot more out there than there is here. Yeah. Exactly. So we get introduced to Sword. We get introduced to a character named Hayward, who is the director of Sword. Uh, Monica, or was Maria still the director before she passed? Or was Monica? No, I think... Was Monica the... No, I don't think Monica was the director. I think she was supposed to be up yeah, for it after Maria she, yeah, passed. Yeah, and then Hayward, <coughs> the garbage monster that he is, Yes, we'll get to him later. Um, yeah, so we'll get to him. Um, in this episode... Monica men- or Hayward mentions that space has a lot of enemies. Yeah. And Monica mentions that it also has allies, too. Yep. She's obviously referring to Captain Marvel. Yeah. Which I thought was a cool yeah. nod to Captain Marvel. I agree. Um, we also, we get to see Jimmy Woo. Yeah! Who we last saw, hilariously last saw in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh my gosh, I love him! And one of my favorite moments in this episode... I knew you were going to say it! ...is when... We get introduced to him and he does the, the card, card trick. trick. The <laughs> card trick that he was struggling to learn in Ant Man and the Wasp. And he finally does it. Oh my god, I was laughing was so hard. So I think excited. I was the only one that got it. No, I understood it when he yeah. did the card trick and I was. Mason did not get it. And no. I was like, oh my god, he got it. Yeah, he finally he was did like, it. like, what, what are you talking about? And I'm like, you're going to do it before. Yep. Yeah. Um, I was excited about that. Too. I was excited because I, I, I just, I love the little details like uh, that. You know? The devil is in the details. Yep. Yeah. It is. It really is. Um, but I thought that was so funny because he struggled so hard with that Ant Man and the Wasp, and he finally did it. Good I, for him. I, you cannot imagine how happy it makes me when Marvel does little shit like that. Yeah. Like when they do small <coughs> things like that, it truly makes my day because it's just like, come on. Mm hmm. Oh, so, so cool. I loved it. I love him. Yeah. He's also phenomenal. He is super what's, funny. What's his name? Randall? No. I don't know his real name. I really love that actor, though. Um, he was on The Office. He played Asian Jim. Yeah. And that's what they called him was yeah. Asian Jim. Yeah. So I don't mean that in like a racist way. No, no, no. Um, so whenever I see him, I always say, hey, it's John Krasinski. <laughs> it's not, but... No. Um, 
but yeah, so we get introduced to Jimmy Woo. And we also learned in this episode that um, Westview doesn't exist. No. No one knows what it is. Yeah. And I don't think the cops or anyone in the surrounding area even knows about it. Nope. Um, which I thought was interesting. Which was weird. It really weird. And it kind of, honestly, a little hard to understand at first. Like, yeah. you're like, wait, what? They're standing in front of the sign. Are they just, like, slow? Right. And you don't get that they're, like, brain is, like, they just it just doesn't exist. Right. So I thought that, thought that was really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so Monica meets meets up with Jimmy Woo outside of um, the Maximoff Anomaly, is what yeah. I'll call it for now. Yeah. Um, and they send in a drone. Yes. And if you notice, the drone is the same colors as Captain Marvel. Yes, which I, I thought did was another that. really cool. I did, and I wondered if that made it like that was on purpose, or if it was just an homage, or which I used that word ten million times. I'm but like, it, it it fits. I feel like it was on purpose. I think so too. Because she really looked up to her. Yeah. And yeah, and she picked her colors. Yes, she did. Um, and we also learned in this episode how Monica ended up in Westview. Yes. You know? Finally. Um, we find out she gets sucked in mm-hmm. um, by touching the the barrier. Yeah. Um, and that she up, realizes a barrier at yeah. this point. She ends up getting sucked in. And mm-hmm. then um, from that point on, Monica's kind of done in this episode. Yep. Till later on. Um, in this episode, Darcy Lewis makes her return. <gasps> I love her. After last being seen in Thor The Dark World almost eight years ago. Isn't that oh, nuts? It's crazy. I'm so happy they brought her back. Have you heard the theories of her? No. But I love Darcy. Um, I was so sad when she wasn't on Thor Ragnarok. I get it now, but at the time I was sad. She's supposed to be in Love and Thunder, though, right? I think so. And Natalie but, Portman's back, too. Yeah. Natalie Portman, for sure, because she's going to be playing uh, Thor. Well, Lady Thor. They don't call her Lady Thor, but... What do they call her? Thor. So... Different kind of tangent about Thor. Yeah. Um, in the comic book, yeah. Jane Foster ends up getting cancer. Yes, I remember that. And um, she ends up being worthy to take up the mantle of Thor. Um, so she ends up taking up the mantle of Thor. Essentially, there's two Thors. It's really confusing. It's really weird. So then does she take up the mantle because Thor wants to save her? And he's like, you need to like... Um, they're both Thor, if that makes sense. It doesn't. It's really weird. The comic book was good. I'm excited to see her as the character. Um, Are I they still she... like love interests? Uh, no, I don't think so. Not in the comic book anyways. In the movie, do you think? Well, so in the last we heard, they broke up. Yeah. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how she comes back. But and, Yeah, okay. Anyway, this is a totally different. But story. anyways, last time we saw Darcy was in Thor The Dark World. Yep. More than eight years ago. Yeah. Which is crazy to think. That movie's eight years old. Like It doesn't feel like it. No. None of these movies feel like no. they're ten, year, ten years old. No. Um, since Thor The Dark World, Darcy has finished her degree and is now a doctor. Yep. Go Darcy. Um, and she's also the one that discovers what's going on. Yes. She discovers that it's a sitcom. Yep. And that's that's it's how she explains projected. it. It's projected. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, it's a sitcom. You know? And it's being projected as like a show. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And I love, I, yeah, I love that. I love that she's the one that figured it out. And mm-hmm. she, she has great comedic timing. She's very likable. Kat yes. Dennings is very likable she's as an so actress. She's so funny. 
And her voice just makes everything better. Because she has that, like, high pitch at the end. She's uh-huh. like, well, guys! You're like... <laughs> yep. Uh, yes, I have a theory about her, too. So, we'll yeah. get to her. I love that she's so invested in Wanda and Vision's story. And she's, like, watching the show. I know, like, it's... Like, it's, like, like it's a show. Like, it's Party of Five. Yeah. 90s, you know? She's like, what? She's like popcorn. Literally yeah. just like, what's going on next? Can't wait for next episode. So funny. Um, also in this episode, they're starting to take count of all the people that are missing. Yes. And in this episode, they have driver's license for every single person that's within the Maximoff anomaly. But Agnes. Right out of my mouth. Agnes is not on the wall, which is it's it's spiraling at this point for me. When I'm watching the show, I'm like, this is this is this is. So why is she not on the wall? Who is she? Who is she? Is she did Wanda just create her? Right. What is she? Furthermore, adding to the the Agnes of or the mystery of Agnes. And also somewhat confirming a lot of people's theories because they're like, if she's not on the wall, then she has to be this person. Yes. Um, I, I know everyone's getting frustrated. I can feel it when you like say like you're about to say the person's name. Uh-huh. And you don't. I'm not saying it until we get there. No. Exactly. Um, I guess I didn't notice in this episode. Did they have a driver's license for Dottie? I don't think they did. Who's Dottie? Um, the country club. Oh, meeting later? No, I don't think they did. I don't that's think they why, did that's why, it, that's why I also have a theory of yes. her, which we'll get to her, too. Oh. Dottie and Agnes were not up there. And actually, um, my dad called that out. And he was like, did you notice that on the wall? Because sometimes, TJ <coughs> and I talked about this. Sometimes, and I don't know if it was the first time we podcasted or the second time we podcasted. Oh. But we don't look at the center of the screen. Sometimes we just look on yeah. the edges. Yeah. And... That was like one of those moments I wasn't, I was like looking around and like I'm trying to pay attention to all the pictures, but it's ADD and like I squirrel, like I'm like, what the else is here? Yep. My dad actually brought it up. He's like, oh, there's no picture of her. And I was like, well. I knew there wasn't one of Agnes, but as I was rewatching it today, I was like, there's I not one of Dottie. Don't think there was one of Dottie. Mm-hmm. Um, Watch there be one, and we both just are like, no, there's not one. <laughs> yeah, right? I thought about rewinding it, but I forgot. Um, we also learned that in this episode that. It was Jimmy Woo that was talking to Into Wanda the, from the, the, the radio. Yeah. Um, and we also learned that the beekeeper in this episode, or not the bee in this episode, the beekeeper from episode one was a sword agent. He's not really important. No, no. Um, but you find out that he was actually wearing a hazmat suit to protect from the radiation, the supposed radiation that could have been and going on. this is another foray into the the... Maximoff anomaly. Yeah. Does it change things when you come through? Right. Yeah. Because it. Uh, yeah. Um, also, in this episode, we find out how Monica was cast out of Westview. So we were just just an update. We were right. She's not on. Dottie is not on the wall. Okay. Okay. That. I just had to Google it just to make sure. Yeah, that is good to know. Yeah. Because I feel like that kind of confirms a theory then. Um, But we find out that how Monica was cast out of Westview. Mm -hmm. We find out that Wanda used her powers Mm -hmm. and literally sent her crashing 
through her house out of the barrier. Yep. And she was literally thrown out. Yep. Um, which I thought was was pretty interesting. I do too. Most of this episode is dedicated to Monica. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the, like I said, the last five minutes, we go back and it's still the 70s. Yeah. And Wanda has just cast Monica out. And it kind of is going back to your regularly regularly scheduled programming. Programming, yep. Um, Setting us up for the next episode, essentially. Yes. In this episode, we see Vision as how he was when we last saw him. But some, or Wanda sees him that way. Yeah. With the Mind Stone ripped out of his head, and he's yep. very, he's he's dead looking. His eyes are like white, mm-hmm. and he's powered off. Yep. And she also says that she has everything under control. This, her seeing him that way, I think was the first sign that she is... Losing it. Not, doesn't have everything under control, and she's starting to, things are starting to fall apart. She's losing her mind. Yes. Yeah. Um, Which, again, is not a surprise if you've read the comics, but if you have not, then you're like, why is she going crazy? Exactly. Anything more in episode four? No! I think Mason just answered it for me. Yeah, no. No. (laughs) Okay. Well, then hold on to your Aquanet and your Windbreakers. We're going to the 80s. I'm so excited. So I heard a a lot of rumors about episode five. I heard a rumor that her sisters were going to be on. Which would have been... Which... I think would have been very cool. But would it have taken away a little bit, I think, from... I don't think so. I think they've been out of the spotlight for so long now. It's just... That would have been really cool if Michelle Tanner's... Yeah. Michelle's Tanner... (laughs) Yes. ...would have came on during, like, the Full House... Yes, I agree. ...episode. That would have been really cool. Um, And I also heard a rumor that John Stamos was supposed to make an appearance, because I think she's still... Or not still. I think she is good friends with the cast of Full House because she used to visit the set all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think she made appearances too. She did. Yeah. She made an appearance in the very last episode of the series. Yeah. I could not find it to save my life, but she played a, some girl holding flowers is what it said. I couldn't find it. I literally looked. Um, so those are just some of the rumors I yeah. heard. Obviously, if you've seen episode five, none, none of this happened, happened. Yeah. which was kind of a bummer. But whatever, it is what it is. I heard Bob Saget, actually. Oh, did you? I, yeah, I heard Bob Saget <coughs> made an appearance, or was going to make an appearance as, like, the dad, like, their father, or something like that. Yeah. And then, obviously, it didn't happen, so I'm glad I didn't hear the other rumors, because I would have been depressed. Yeah. I was a little disappointed about John Stamos, because I think that would have been such a fun been, cameo. Like. You know? Like, if it just, if I don't just know. just waltzed in. Would have been, like, one of the neighbors or something. Yeah. And have mercy, you know? Have mercy. Um, but it didn't happen. Anyways. Could you imagine if the twins just popped up and they were like, you got it, dude. Oh my God. (laughs) No, they're, they're, I I think. With a cigarette in hand. (laughs) They're, they're witch crystal. Um, they're, I think they have such a disdain toward Full House, which I don't understand because it made them popular and I always hate, I don't want to get into that, but, um. They just have such a... I think they have a disdain for acting. Yeah. As a whole. Yeah. Which I can understand. They've been in the industry oh, yeah. since they were babies. Since birth. Yeah. So to be forced to have a job that you never really got to choose. I get it. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. So once again, the house has changed to reflect the decade of the 80s. It looks like the full house does. It, it does. And it and, also... Um, I know. 
the intro and the house are also reminiscent of, um, I wrote it down. Where is it? Oh, um, Family Ties, Growing, Pain, yep. Growing Pains, and Full House. Yep. I couldn't think of the show. I wanted to say different strokes. I couldn't think of the show either. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I know it. I've seen yeah, lots of times, them. Yeah, Family Times, Growing Pains, and Full House. Wonder Years, all them. Yeah. Um, so intro is very reminiscent. The yep. house is very reminiscent of the time. Yep. Um, this would have been around the time I was born, in the late 80s. Yep. Um, and I'd seen a lot of reruns of these shows growing up. So I thought it was very cool. Yes. Um, Wanda's outfit, outfits hair. in this episode are just awful. Her hair. But how much fun to wear. Oh, my God. And her hair. Oh, my God. Catherine Hahn, Agnes. Oh, her, her exercise outfit? <gasps> her jazzercise? I die. Oh, my God. She I got die. the big hair. Mind you, she's still wearing the brooch. She is. And she's wearing purple. Again. Purple, yellow, and teal. Very 80s colors, but also very reminiscent of the character that people think she is. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't know who we're talking about and you haven't Googled it yet, then it's on you. Yeah. So, but what what a, just, what a fun episode to, to, I mean, all of them would be fun. It brought but, you back, though, didn't it? But, well, I, I'm more of a 90s baby. Yeah. Um, but. But, like, seeing those shows on Nick at Night yeah. and stuff, you know? But, yeah, definitely, it was just, what a fun, what what fun costumes to wear because they're so horrendous and awful. Oh, so gross. And But what fun they to have the work. hair, the big shirt, you know, just so much fun. The 80s were not known for their fashion. taste in fashion. No, or hair. For sure. Or hair. Aquanet was your friend. Yes, it was. My mom's friend. Gotta have those mall oh bangs. But that's more 90s, but we'll get to that later. Um, so in this episode, we also see Agnes um, kind of have a a moment with Wanda where she says, do you want me, want me to take it from the shop? Should we do that again? Yeah. And like their reactions to her, they seem so genuine. Like they just didn't know what was going on, you know? And I don't know if that was just good acting or if they really didn't know what was going on. If she was improving, Right. Um, Which if that was an improv, brava, right. Catherine Hahn. Right. Because that works so well. It, it really did. This is an, uh, this is another <coughs> another little reminder. The show is not stopping from reminding you that there's something going on that you're not really in tune with quite yet. Right. And it's continuously telling you this. And while some of us are a little slow, we're not getting there quite quickly. This is a very big one where they're like, "Hey, yeah, this is not what it seems." Yep, exactly. I just got real mad. <laughs> It's okay. Um, yeah, everything is definitely not what it seems. Um, in this episode, we are introduced to Billy and Tommy um, as little tykes, yeah. babies, and then up to, I'd say, about five, six years old. Which I wish. You know, like, yeah, just kind of skip over the terrible twos like, and all hey, that. Bitch, age. Right. <laughs> um, and they're each wearing their, their colors. colors. Um. Which, again, theme. Yes. Each character in the show wears... If Each character in the show, a lot of the times, will have some piece of clothing that reflects their color. Mm -hmm. Obviously not the black and white episodes, but... No. no, um, no. With well, Timmy, Timmy, Tommy, and Billy, yep. um, their essential colors are green and red. Mm -hmm. uh, um, and 
you can see that, then they're the closer. Outfits, they're. yeah. Um, and, well, I guess we'll get to that later. Never mind. Um, so in the comic book, the twins become superheroes. Yes. I don't know if they're going to do this in the show. I don't know if they're going to have time for it or if they're setting it up. Or if Because we, we don't know if the twins will be in maybe, like, Doctor Strange or, you know, we don't know any of this yet because... Right. Obviously, TJ and I are also not done with the show, so we don't know anything yet. No. So in the, in the comic book, Billy becomes the superhero named Wiccan. Has the same powers as his mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and the brother, Tommy, gets the power of speed, like Quicksilver. Yep. Um, which I thought was interesting. Like, why wouldn't they have a mixture of Vision and Wanda's? But it is what it is. <laughs> um, There's also a reason for that. Yes. There is. Um, so we, we get introduced to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's anything more I need to say about, about them. But, no. um, Do we see Dottie, Dottie this episode? We don't see Dottie for quite a few episodes. That's right. That's right. Okay. Um, so yeah, we get introduced to the, the twins. It's the 80s. They've grown up a little bit. We, they get a dog, Sparky. Which is also in the comics. Which is, yeah, yeah, also in the comic book. Um, and then it, the um, it goes to, I think, commercial. Or not yep. commercial. It cuts back to modern time. Yep. And we're back to Monica's story. Yes. Yeah, we got to bring it out of here. That's a bad spot. And, and um, they are analyzing Monica because they're trying to figure out what happened to her. Yes. Why she got cast out. Yeah. And um, they end up taking an x-ray of her. This part excites me. Yes. They end up taking an x-ray of her, and um, the x-ray technician says, there's something wrong. Your x-rays didn't turn out. And if you look at her x-rays, they're, they're blown out. I mean, they're, it's almost like there's too much light. Ooh. Ooh did is you that just a hint? Give a hint I think I did. Ooh, I liked it. <laughs> Now, um, if what? you are an avid Marvel, you don't even have to be a comic book reader. If you're a Marvel historian, you know that Maria Rambo's nickname as a pilot is Photon. And in that same vein, Monica Rambo's nickname is also Photon, but for a different reason. So in the comic book, Monica Rambo takes up, she actually takes up many mantles. One of the mantles she takes up is Photon, same as her mother. Mm-hmm. Which, Photon deals with light. Yep. Um, if you didn't, I didn't know what Photon meant. I had to look it up, but I figured it had something to do with light. I, I just kind of assumed um, light. Yeah. So, we see that something's up. Something's mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. Um, some, yeah, something's going on. She's changing. Yes. In this episode, we also, um, Hayward, Jimmy Woo, Monica, Darcy, they're talking about what's going on. Yeah. You know, they're starting to kind of analyze everything. And piece things together, finally. And Hayward asks all of them, does she have a special nickname? And Jimmy says, nope. And he goes, nothing, nothing. Not an alias. Yeah, not an alias, a fun nickname. Nope. Kind of hinting that she does have a name. We know her as the Scarlet Witch. We know her that, but if you have paid attention, she's never been called the Scarlet Witch. No. She's always been Wanda. 
part of that I think goes back to a, a rights issue. Oh. Because Fox, Disney now owns Fox. Yes. But at but the Fox time, Fox owned the X Men. Owned the X Men. And the Scarlet Witch was a part of the X Men. You're yes. right. I forgot about that. So I think that's why up until now they haven't. Disney just her went that. up and bought everybody. Yep. They were They're like, "Y'all buy Sony next. Yeah, I Spider Man back. <laughs> I've heard that they are. That you say that as a joke, but I'm pretty sure that that like they. Are going to. I would not be surprised. Because they want Venom, too. Mm-hmm. They want to merge, like, a Venom-Spider-Man story. Marvel's goal is to get the rights back to all other characters. Yeah. You guys can't see me, but I'm vigorously yes. nodding. <laughs> um, and I, I think they d- deserve they it. They deserve should. it, and they will do better. Right. Okay. The only reason Spider-Man's good is because <clears throat> Marvel is co-producing them. Right. Um Exactly. You know, the first trilogy of Spider-Man movies, first two were great. Third one was garbage. Um, the reboot with Andrew Garfield, not bad, but not Emma great. Emma Stone is one Stacey phenomenal. Yes. And Loved I really her. hope she comes back. Because I would love for her to play um, Gwen Stacy. Er, but but Gwen, Gwen Stacy. Stacey. Spider-Gwen is yeah. what I meant. Um, anyways. So, so, interesting that he says that about a nickname. Because we finally... Oh my God, dude. I couldn't even get there because... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope you guys can hear that. We're not just laughing into the deep abyss. Um, we finally... So the, the joke is that she's, you know, Scarlet Witch. We yeah. have never heard, been heard... We've never heard her call get called that. And actually Mason um, pointed that out to me. He was like, I don't think I've ever heard her called the Scarlet Witch besides you. No. Nope. Like, saying to me because I always am like she's the Scarlet Witch well even Quicksilver wasn't called Quicksilver he was called Pietro yeah you know and again I think it's a, it was a rights issue yeah and now you know yeah because I don't know if they own the rights to that name no they just own own the rights probably to the character the character yeah um we also learned that from Hayward in Wanda's grief that she stole Vision's body and resurrected him um which was very surprising and, you know, kind of out of character for her. Yeah, not something she would do. Because, you know, up until now, she's kind of kind of walked the line. Yeah. You know? So, you know, I, I saw it as like, oh my God, in her grief, she went off the deep end. Yeah, I, th- you know? I thought she lost it. She's lost her mind. House right. of M, she's lost her fucking mind. Yeah. Um, House of M is a comic, by the way. If you yes, guys don't House of M... Is a comic book, um, which part of that story is very heavily influenced. This the, show. The, the the losing of the mind is a very big base yeah. of yeah. So if I keep saying House of M when I reference <coughs> her losing her shit, that's because that's like where it came from. Yes, or some of it. Um, we also learned that instead of calling it the Maximoff anomaly, which is a mouthful, um, they start calling it the hex. The hex. Um, which again, if you read the comic book, yep, Max Maximoff. Wanda calls her her spells. I guess hexes. she calls them hexes. Yeah. So I thought that was a good yeah. a good way to tie in the uh-huh. Scarlet Witch theme. Um, and it's also the it's bo- barrier is yeah, hexagon. the hexagons. Yeah. So, um, we learned quite a few things about this. Is it. a pretty big episode actually. Yeah. Um, then we cut back to Wanda and Vision in the eighties. Yep. And we see Wanda use her powers in front of Agnes. Yep. Which I thought was really weird. Like, you've done all this to hide it. And now... And now you're just going to do it? And Vision questions her. He's like, 
what are you doing? Like, it's Agnes. You can't do that. He's like, and she's like, oh, it's fine. It's just Agnes. Which. But why? So at this point, and my question got answered, I wondered if Wanda knew what or who Agnes was. Maybe. And it would make sense. Because things are starting to fall apart. Yeah, it would make sense. So. Really quick, I forgot to mention this before when um, Hayward, Darcy, and Jimmy and them were talking. I think this is a, I'm hoping is going to be a very pivotal moment. When they're talking, Monica mentions that she knows an aerospace engineer. Yes. Which oh, no. might not be anything because Rhodey is also an aerospace engineer. Yeah, but what famous aerospace engineer, TJ? The Fantastic Four are coming. And Dr. which doctor? Dr. Reed Richards oh. is an aerospace engineer. And who's playing him? I desperately hope it's John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, we already know they can act together. Absolutely. They so, were phenomenal in yeah. The Quiet Place. Um, so, as of right now, as of March 3rd at 8.41 oh. at night, we don't know if this means anything yet. I'm hoping... We're really praying about it. I'm really hoping that... Either a mid-credit scene in the final episode or the final moment is they introduce Reed Richards into the Marvel Universe. It'd be pretty cool if they introduced the whole, like, even Sue and Reed yes. together or something. I really hope that this is their way of introducing the Fantastic Four. And doing it with Marvel. Yes. I Because... I don't know why, because it's, it's not like the Fantastic Four has ever been one of my all-time favorite comic book characters. I actually love them. But I'm really excited for this movie. I actually love them, and I'm so happy that <coughs> it's Marvel making it instead of yes. anybody else. I think that's why I'm excited, because... Because who made it... So the most recent ones, recent one that was just god-awful, who made that? Was that Fox? That was Fox. Love Chris Evans as Johnny Storm, though. He was so funny. Oh my god, I... Can you believe he's played, like... He's so played three comic book characters. I can't deal with him. Right? He's played three? Uh, in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, he oh, also played a comic book character. Oh, that's right, that's right. Um, anyways, I forgot to mention that, because that's a really... I'm yeah. hoping a really important part I re- that before would be the, cool. the show ends. Um... Um, where was I? I'm looking. Oh, we're on. I'm kind of reading these out of order. Um, Jimmy also mentioned something about Captain Marvel. And if you notice, um, Monica kind of has a reaction to that. Um, although not disdain, but she's almost bitter. She kind of grimaces, I would say. Just yeah, like, that's a good word. Yeah, she kind of makes like a... I w- Bitter's a great word, too. Like, she looks like she's... She's kind of sad, mad, um, left I have, behind. I have a feeling she probably hasn't been back to see her since the end of Captain Marvel. Probably when she not. Was a little girl. Yeah, well, t- time probably yeah. seems different to Captain yeah. Marvel. Probably. You know, she's in space. Right. Um, so I thought that was interesting. And I think it will be interesting to see how they explore that in Captain Marvel. Too. Yeah. Um, anyway, so okay, we flash back to the 80s. Yep. Wanda and Vision. Vision is at work. Yep. Um, setting up his brand new Macintosh computer. Macintosh. I don't know if it was Macintosh, but 
um, setting up his brand new 80s computer. And uh, he's talking with his associate, Norm. Yep. And um, they get this um, electronic mail, email. Electronic mail. And they all start reading it, which is really creepy, kind of weird. And the email was weird. Yeah, because it's from Darcy. Yeah. How did they get there? Anyways, my point is of this is that Vision takes Norm by the, his, his face yep. and snaps him out of the influence of the hex. Yep. And Norm says that he's in pain. And he's begging him to tell her to stop. Which we automatically assume her is Wanda, right? right? I don't think it's Wanda. At this point, I'm like, oh my god, yep, it's totally, it's Wanda. She's doing it. She's controlling everyone. But is she? Is she? Is she? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see me? I was like, yes. (laughs) Just kidding. No, I, I, this is where my theories solidify. I don't think this is all of Wanda. No. Um. And I still don't. Right now, I still don't. As where we, we're at, I don't think it's all Wanda yet. Even the person who they say it is, I don't think it's her. No. I kind of gave it a little bit away there, I guess. But um. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they don't... We've given so many hints. If they haven't Googled it by now... Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um. Purple brooch. Yeah. Important to Wanda. Oh, okay, yeah. I I keep jumping back and forth between these. At the toward the end of this episode, we see Wanda exit the hex. Yep. And she's wearing her costume that she wore in Infinity War. Yep. Which I thought was really cool because mm-hmm. we don't really know what happened to her after Infinity War. No. Or, well, I guess it would be Endgame because she came yeah. back from the hex too. Yeah. Um. The blip, you mean? The blip, yeah. yeah. Or yeah, the blip. Sorry, the snap. Um, we see her come back. Or we don't see her come back, but we see her come out of the hex. Yeah. Which was really cool. And she has her accent back. Did you catch that? I did catch that. And I think it's a really good play because everyone's like, where the hell did her accent go? Right. And now she's like, got a thick accent again. Right. Um, really weird. Not, I mean, weird that she has her accent back, but um, that part in the show, though, was important. No, you guys got a point. Um, because he, he, she comes out of the hex and she's basically warning them, leave me alone. Yeah. And you get a little taste of how powerful Wanda is in that mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. One thing I noticed, and this kind of... I'm thinking next time we podcast in my office. We can, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Um, one thing I noticed, and maybe you noticed too, with Wanda, when she uses her powers and she uses it to control someone, her eyes turn red. Or their eyes turn red. Yep. Same with Age of Ultra when she yep. would hex them. Yep. Their eyes would turn red. Same same thing with the uh, scepter. With Loki, mm-hmm. their eyes would turn blue, like the scepter's color. If she was if she is the one controlling everyone in Westview, why aren't their eyes red? Why aren't their eyes red? Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so, we've never seen even a glimpse of their eyes being red. Right. So kind of also makes me think she's not the one in control here. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, There's another commercial in this episode. This one, it's Lagos Paper Towels. Lagos relates to, or goes back to Civil War. Yeah. When Wanda and the rest of the Avengers tried to save people, I guess. And they died. And 
Wanda trying to stop a bomb that Crossbones had detonated. Yeah. Um, ended up killing a lot of people. And it was kind of sad. But um, So direct reference to Civil War. Very cool. So at this point, I think we're assuming that... the at this So <coughs> up until now, I think for me personally, the commercials were kind of like, oh, like what does this really mean? And I wasn't really wholly invested. Once I saw Lagos, though, I had to go back and rewatch yeah. the commercial. So I was like, they must... Lagos means the Civil War. You know, that, that direct correlation to her emotions from the Civil War, how mm-hmm. she felt guilty for all these people dying so what do what does each commercial mean then if that one specifically means this so then you because the first commercial tony stark the bomb Mm -hmm. you think of that so then you're like oh if these both these mean something in wanda's life do all of them play like a comic strip of her life so that's when i kind of started to piece together that the commercials weren't what they seemed either right exactly and I feel like the commercials come into play in episode eight, the episode that was just on last yep. week. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's when you learn about what each one. Oh, she bit my tongue. What each one means. Yikes. Are you okay? Yeah. You want water? I'm good. Um, okay, so kind of going back to the control thing, mm-hmm. how Vision senses that one is controlling everything. Yes. Or he doesn't sense it, he feels yeah. that she is the one controlling everything. Yeah. Um, And he says, you know, I don't remember my life. You know, why are you doing this, Wanda? And she said, you think I'm the one doing this? I believed her. Right. That she was doing it? No, that she wasn't. Oh, that she I, wasn't. Yeah, I believed her. And I still don't think it's her. I really don't. I, I, there's something, there's a bigger picture going on here. Oh, totally. I don't think, um, I, I think at the very beginning when, um, the show was starting. I think my I had a big theory that she was the bad guy. Yes. And I made that big statement. And I said, oh, Wanda's the next villain. Yeah. Which I would have been really sad about because I love her. And I um, do too. But she kind of always kind of goes back and forth in the comic she book. D- she does toe the line. She's yeah. very much very similar to, you know, I mean, I would Catwoman, you know. Yeah. I can't think of any more. Loki. Catwoman, Elektra, Loki. Elektra, Yeah. Um, even Wolverine toes the line. Well, yeah, Wolverine. Um, there's others too. All these anti-heroes. Kind Venom. of Harley Quinn, which is DC, yeah. but yeah. Um, All the. I think we added both in there actually in that list. Yeah. All these anti-heroes that like aren't necessarily good, but they're not necessarily bad either. They toe the so, line. So. I don't know. I thought she was gonna be the next big bad villain because she's definitely considered one of the most strong, um, superheroes in the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. which will go into more later but um at this point I'm starting to believe she's not though is no. what I meant to say even the person who we end up learning about who you think is the one controlling everything I don't even think it's that person I think it's too easy they would have never no. revealed that that quickly no um we're getting close to the end of episode five, and I don't know if I want to start episode six and seven because it's starting to get kind of late. <laughs> yeah, we can put a podcast after this. Yeah, I was gonna say we've talked for a while. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk more about it um, next week after I'm, the yeah. finale. Actually, yeah. So then we'll we'll kind of wrap everything up. Yeah. Um, How long have we been talking for? About an hour and well, a half. It's not, it's not the worst we've ever done. No. Um, okay. So, but before we end, huge reveal in this episode. Yes. Probably. One, I was jumping up and down inside for. Okay. At the end of the episode, the doorbell rings. 
Yep. Wanda goes to answer the door. Mm. We see the camera pan out. There's gray hair. Immediately, I'm like, oh my God, Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson. He came back as Quicksilver. I knew it. I know. I, I thought the exact same thing. I was like, I, I knew it. I was like, her brother's back. back. Her yes. brother's back. Aaron Taylor Johnson's there. Camera flips around. Who is it? Evan Peters. Oh my God. My mouth dropped. I got goosebumps just thinking about it. I, when, it, so, I'm just gonna, can I lay the scene out? Okay. <clears throat> lay so, it on me, babe. Okay. <laughs> Sweetheart. <laughs> you just, so I haven't watched the episode yet and I get a, I get a message from TJ, which usually, like, happens on Fridays. He'll be yep. like, have you watched it? And I'm like, oh, no, not yet. And he's like, okay, text me when you do so yep. we can talk about it. And then we'll talk about it. So he, this is the first time he's been like, you have to watch it now. Yes. And it was... And I bugged you, like, four times. Yeah. And it was like, it happened to be, like, 1030, and I hadn't watched the episode yet. And I was like, no, I haven't watched it yet. And TJ was like, please watch it. Like, like fully, like, being like, watch it now so we can talk. And I was like, Mason's not upstairs. Like, I have to wait for him. And then, so I didn't... This is one of the times I didn't wait for him. <laughs> so I didn't wait for him. I watched the episode and I was like, this better be fucking good. Because TJ's like flipping out and yep. he's not, you're not a dramatic dude. No. So like when you do that stuff, I'm like, I have to watch it. Oh so it gets to the end and the doorbell <coughs> rings and I'm like, oh, it's her, like, it's her brother. Like when they get to the gray hair, I'm like, oh, it's Aaron Taylor Johnson. That haha, that's like so yep. cute. He's back. She's made him. Yep. And then it flips and I... You guys, I bit my hand. I was like, oh, what yeah. the fuck? Talk about and I coming out of left you. field. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was so surprised. I was shocked. I mean. This be- is where you realize that Disney bought Fox. Right. And Disney's <laughs> like, that's right, you my bitch. <laughs> this is where you realize they bought them. And they're like, okay, let's go. Yeah. You know, it... Which, he's my favorite. It's Quicksilver. I so. love... So, I really like Evan Peters. I think he's a great actor. He can play so many different roles. American Horror as Story. As we've seen yeah. Ameri- on American Horror Story. Um, and if you've seen the X-Men movies, we yeah. know that in that universe, he, play- he played Peter Maximoff. Yep. And he wasn't Pietro. He's Peter. Peter. Um, you know, like, we need another Peter in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... So it's very surprising that he is reprising his role as Quicksilver, but as the Marvel Universe... As Pietro. Pietro. As Darcy said, they recast Pietro. When she said that, I cackled. Can I tell you? I was like, no, she did not call them out on their shit. Oh my gosh. So funny. And yeah... I honestly, that was one thing I did not, I didn't call it. I didn't see it coming. Why would you? I mean, you know? who the fuck would have called that? They didn't even leak that. Right. That wasn't even a leak. No. And if it Very was, well I didn't find it. Yeah. Very well hidden. Um, and I, I was so surprised and so excited. It was, I mean, probably so far one of the, one of the best reveals. Yes. Um. Do you think that he will continue to play him? Or do you think it's just a joke? I, at this point, I think it's just a joke. That's what I feel too. I hope I'm wrong and I hope he takes the mantle of Quicksilver back. Yes. You know? And maybe perhaps like, I don't know 
how they could make it maybe in the multiverse, you know? Yeah. You know, we know that's going to open up. Jesus yeah. Christ, he's love. Um, I kind of told this to Celine over messaging. I said, you know, I, I, I love the X-Men movies for what they are, most of them. Um, X3 can die. Yeah. <laughs> um, X, X-Men 1, X-Men 2, great movies. Yeah, X-Men so is a future past. Well, people, well, you know that the creators say, like, X1 and X2, part of the universe. X3, forget it ever happened. Yes. Well, I mean, even the movies themselves have written that movie off. Yeah, yeah. With the the time line lines. Yeah. I love the X Men movies for what they are. However, I really want Marvel to do their own X Men. Okay, let's. Can we before we're done? Can we just tell the people why we want them to redo the X Men? Because we got a little bit of disappointment. Huh. We need the Dark Phoenix storyline. Okay, thank you. Is such an epic story. I mean, it's Infinity War, I feel. Epicness. I mean, the Dark Phoenix is full on, like, similar. I mean, in comparison, like, Captain America or Captain Marvel. I feel like the Dark Phoenix saga needs to be an Infinity War type storyline where they build up to it. Well, because Jean Grey doesn't become. Climatic finale. Well, she doesn't become the Dark Phoenix, right? People think that... <coughs> so, here's the assumption, and I've heard people say this time and time again. Jean Grey becomes the Dark Phoenix because, like, she has, like, these powers, and she's, like, mm-hmm. so mad and depressed, and, like, boo, darkness, and no. whatever. That's not what it is. She's a telepath and a telekinetic, and she becomes the Dark Phoenix by unforeseen circumstances. Yes. She's never... She was never... And, sh- and compared to, like, Venom, she's always two people. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, Venom is always, you know, mm-hmm. Eddie, Brock, and Venom. She's another character that toes the line. She is. She can't, and she balances good and evil. And we didn't get, Dark Phoenix sucked. We did not get that. No. We didn't get that precipice of her being bad because she was, like, never really bad to begin with. Part of it's her, also the actress. Yeah, Sophie you know, Turner is not. She, I mean, I liked her just fine on Game of Thrones. No. You know? Yeah. But she's just... We need someone who is going to be able... Who is Marvel-worthy, who can handle that... The build-up. The build-up and the mm-hmm. mantle of the Dark Phoenix. The Dark Phoenix is a character that transitions very... I mean, I would compare it even to Wanda. Somebody who's, like, very small and, like, broken and scared that becomes... Uh, scared of their own powers, I should say. That mm-hmm. becomes enorma, enormous. One of... I mean... It's funny because all of these women characters, comic characters they created, are some of the strongest characters in the comic book universe. Like mm-hmm. the Dark Phoenix, Captain Marvel, the Scarlet Witch, all could go head to head. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, Scarlet Witch in Endgame almost destroyed Thanos on his on her own if he didn't rain fire. Right. Yeah, I mean, she probably would have. She would have taken this freaking hell. Yeah. Off, you know. She would have killed if if it weren't for them raining fire. She would have done it. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just. Dark Phoenix d- deserved way more than that one movie, and I heard it was supposed to be two movies. I think it's, I think the Fox acquisition hurt them, you know, with the planned X Men stories because I know there was more X Men movies okay. in the works, Gambit, which I really wanted to see. Yeah, I would have even not minded Channing Tatum as Gambit. Yeah, I think he would have done well. I do like though. So Fox always gets famous people. Yeah. I want I want Marvel to get like the nobodies. I like that. Yeah. Like Tom Holland. And right. Tom Holland. Um, the guy that played Loki was pretty oh, unknown. Tom Hiddleston? Yeah. Yeah. 
even Chris Hemsworth wasn't really right. famous yet. Well, and Chris Evans, he he had, wasn't he had movies, but he wasn't a major movie star. No, but a lot of yeah. his, I mean, I love Chris Evans. Yeah, don't get me wrong, but a lot of his movies, his other movies outside of Marvel, were kind of lame. No, you know? yeah. So yeah. like, they need to take these no name people and make them big. Right, I agree. Um. Anyways, bef- I'm gonna pause it here until we- before we go on to episode six, seven, eight, and then after Friday, episode nine. Um. I'm excited to see how it ends. I've heard it's supposed to be very sad. I heard um, it's a tragic ending. Yeah. I definitely think that Westview Vision is gonna be gone. Going to once again perish. I agree. Um. We'll get into that next week, though. Yes. Because that's. We're going to find out. <laughs> Any closing thoughts for episode five? Um, I think it was one of my favorite episodes. Yes. Loved the ending. Yeah, it was great. I think it was what you want out of a... Oops. What you want out of a show, you know? Yeah. All together. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to uh, dive deeper into the episodes next time. And uh, hold on to your scrunchies and oversized clothing. We're going to the 90s, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Right? All right. We'll tune in with you next week. Next week. Hopefully next Wednesday. I'm down for it. Me as well. All right. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.